This evening we are continuing our series of studies in the book of 2nd John and we are looking at verses 7 to 9, 7 to 9. This is what it reads, For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father as well as the Son. These verses, verses 7 to 9, is a warning against the presence and dangers of false teachers. The last time, verses 4 to 6, we looked at the importance of practicing the truth. And in these verses, he's speaking about protecting the truth. In verse 4, he, speaks, he spoke about the joy that he had knowing that people were following in the truth. But now in these verses, he is also speaking about how there is a danger that they can go away from the truth because of these false teachers that have come in. So earlier he spoke of Christian truth and love and in the remainder of this letter, he is speaking about the need for truth in contrast to error. The need for truth in contrast to error. So he says many deceivers have gone out into the world. Now this was at that time, early generations of the church. And he's saying John was aware of how false teachers were a danger to the church at that time. Okay, there are many deceivers. If it was many then, and I think about over the years, how many more has it become. Now the immediate problem in this letter is because of traveling teachers or missionaries. Okay? Now according to that time, you know, Christian ethics, Christian hospitality said those who traveled were supposed to be given a place in which they can come and stay, in which they can come and share. That was simple hospitality. But there were these false teachers who were misusing this hospitality to speak for their own thoughts. Now this can happen even today, isn't it? You know, the wandering prophets, the wandering preachers, the itinerant as it were, who don't have any, any, anyone to whom they are accountable to. You know, and as a result, they could say whatever they wanted. Nobody was able to point something wrong. Now this is dangerous. This is dangerous. You must have somebody to whom you are accountable for so that if you are going astray, there is somebody to definitely correct. But in this particular section, people were traveling around. And in fact, even the pagan satirists saw this as people who were living off you know, the money of the congregation members. Lucian, the Greek writer in his work called the Peregrinus draws the picture of a man who has found the easiest possible way of making a living without working. He was an itinerant charlatan who lived on the fat of the land by traveling around the various communities of the Christians and settling down wherever he liked and living luxuriously at their expense. Now, <laughs> imagine this was in that century. 
And today, we see this happening all the time, isn't it? Individuals who have built up their own kingdoms, individuals who have lavished uh, in a, in a, you know, funds from the members, they are living luxuriously. The members may not be, but they have come in because they have said, if you give, then the Lord will bless you. And they have increased, you know, and their doctrines may be totally different, but it's a doctrine that is false. That is why John writing here is saying, be careful. Now the common error at that time for these false teachers was based on their understanding of who Jesus is. You know? Doctrinally, we call it as a Christological issue, whether he was God, whether he was man, and he has come in the flesh, and you know? when he came in the flesh, was he still God, or was he only man? These were issues that are and are present even in today's world. Some of the false teachers will still address this. But this is why right in the beginning he speaks about those individuals you know, who are speaking this thought, the thought basically to say who do not confess Jesus as coming in the flesh, as coming in the flesh. Christ is never said to come into the flesh, but in the flesh. In other words, you know, it is not that, you know, when he came down to earth at that particular time, somehow, you know, the deity was removed and he became a man. No, it's a question of when he came down to earth, he was verily God. He was God in the flesh. He had God's nature. He had the human nature. So, Jesus coming in the flesh is the crucial factor for deciding the genuine from the false. False teachers, even today, a lot of the cult groups would speak about Jesus as a created being, you know, lesser than God. Jehovah's Witnesses think, speak about that. There are others who will speak about how can the divine and the human have a connection. It is just not possible. It was when he was baptized, that's the time, you know, he became you know, and a divine, the Spirit of God came upon him. That's the time, you know, the divine nature came upon him. No, 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 that's not what it really means. The incarnation was more than a mere incident and more than a temporary and a partial connection. Now, the scripture speaks about there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus took on human flesh when he was here on earth. And then when he rose again, he had a body, you know, he had a glorified body, but it was still a body, you know. And today, because he has that glorified body, he can become the perfect mediator. Perfect mediator means one who can mediate between God as well as man. And that person has to be both. So this is why the understanding of the deity and the humanity of Christ is so very, very important. So most of the false teachings or another cult groups have a problem in this area. That's why you need to be clear about your understanding about the person of Jesus. You know, was he totally God when he was here on earth as well as totally man? Yes. If we say it was 50-50, it was at some time he was man and then he became God. Suddenly he realized now he is God. Till 30 years of age he was just a man and then suddenly at 30 years of age he decided he was God. No, all that is all false teaching. We must be careful. We must know what the genuine understanding is about when Jesus was here or not. 
he was both God as well as man. <laughs> so he says if a person does not believe in this, then he says he is an antichrist. This person is a deceiver. He is a deceiver. A person who thought that God cannot have any real connection with the material world. Okay. Now, Bible is very clear. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Gnostics, for example, believed in this aspect of the, the spirit is the one that is important. Body is not really important, you know. So, whether Jesus came into this earth as a physical or not, it is not important, you know. The fact that he came is what is important. There are others who will today say, historicity of Jesus is not really important as long as we believe, you know, that he, you know, said these things. A lot of people take that view. That again is wrong because it is important. The historicity of Jesus is important. The historical death is important. The historical burial is important. The historical resurrection and ascension is important. If we knock off the history of Jesus, then there is no basis for our faith. A lot of people today deceiving people with these different, different false teachings. So that's why he says this is a deceiver and a antichrist who do not believe or confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. Now if you remember in 1 John also he spoke about the antichrist you know so here he is speaking about he is saying hey, these are not the antichrist he is a antichrist finally there will be the full antichrist that will come in the last days. An antichrist basically is one who is opposed to the teachings of Christ. So he says be careful in the last days, just as much as it was at that time, there will be these false teachers speaking different thoughts about the person of Christ. So if you want to check up you know, a person's teaching, is he a genuine person, is he a false teacher, just check up their belief about his person, about you know, Christ's person. Do they believe that he was both God as well as man? That will give you a clue. Then he says, look to yourself that we do not lose those things that we worked for. You know, lose those things that we have worked for. These things, you know, would probably refer to the efforts that the, you know, the missionaries, the pastoral team had taken to bring them to the faith. You know. So he says, we brought the gospel to you. You responded to Christ. Now you have listened to these guys and we are going astray. Please be careful so that the effort and the seed sowing and the discipling that has been done is not in vain. If you notice Paul also writing to the Galatian church, you know, he starts off. You remember the church at Galatia, the letter is a unique letter because he does not start off with any thanksgiving as he does with all the other epistles. He starts off by saying, I'm surprised you know, that you have gone away. We have gone away from the faith. And later on he says, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? That's the heart of Paul which is expressed over there to say, hey, you started off right. What happened? And that's the sad part of it today, isn't it? A lot of people start off right, but because their grounding, their foundation is not clear. When these false teachers come along, they don't know the original. They don't know the scriptures well. They are easily beguiled. They easily, you know, get, you know, uh, onto the wrong track. Now remember, each one of us has to press on till the very end so that 
finally, when we meet Christ face to face, we can hear from him, well done. It should not be said of us, hey, you started out well, but you dropped out. You started out well, but you got sidetracked with all these wrong teachings, and as a result, you have you know, gone away from the faith. Let's make sure that we are individuals who are staying true till the very end. So John is anxious over here that they are going to stay true till the finish line. Now remember, that is what is important in a race, isn't it? A race is not how well you have started out that makes the difference, but how you end is what the, makes the difference. It is not just important to say, yes, I made a commitment, but are you still on the track? Are you still pressing on? And that is what God is asking for us. Remember, Christian life is a marathon. We have to be faithful till the very end. Then he says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, that person does not have God. He's very clear. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ. In other words, he says, that's a false teacher. A person who does not accept the doctrine of Christ as revealed in the scriptures, he has gone away from the faith. He has transgressed. Now, the word transgress is an interesting word. It has the idea of going beyond a boundary. Okay. Now, we must never go beyond the teaching of Jesus, isn't it? You know, the word transgress in Greek you know, is the word pro-ego, which means basically, ego means to go, pro means to go before. So, pro-ego means to go before or to go ahead. So, the meaning here is not so much so as transgress to break the law, as it were, but to go farther than what is right. Okay. Now, what do we mean by that? Individuals will come up with more information, more secret knowledge that God has given to them. It's not mentioned in scripture, but they are coming up with more information. And they think that this is progress, that we are living in these last days. God has spoken to us today. There's a group called the Children of God Movement, which is a big cult, you know, and their leader used to ask the people, what do you want? Do you want stale bread or do you want fresh bread? Stale bread was God's word, which was written so many years ago. Fresh bread is what God is giving to this person every day and he's writing it down and bringing it to the people. Now that cult really messed up things. Today also there are people like that today, isn't it? They will speak about a fresh word from God. This is what God told them. But instead of studying the scriptures, which is contrary to what the scripture says, you know, they are speaking so many things, giving details about Christ's coming or what will happen when the Bible very clearly says, no man knows the day or the hour. Also, there are individuals today, academicians, you know, people who are scholars, who are breaking their heads about different, different passages and coming up with thoughts to say, hey, if it was proved that, histo you know, that Jesus did not really exist, Christianity should not collapse. So they form their own theologies. Now that is scholars who are doing that, going away from the faith totally. Now we have to be careful. We have to be careful. Just because a subject expert says something, don't just accept it. Be like the Bereans. Be like the Bereans who studied scripture. Even if Paul, who studied under Gamaliel, preached something, he checked up, they checked up to find out whether it was true or not. Remember, false doctrine is allowed to come inside the church. 
it has the potential to stop that church's progress and even to destroy the church. So we must be careful that we don't allow false doctrines to come into the church. Now progress, when you're speaking about, you know, it has to be based on the ground of God's word. So when the teaching of the Bible needs to be supplemented by some new revelation, it is a sure sign that advanced doctrine, that's what it means about transgression, going before, going ahead in a advanced doctrine is being put forth. We are living in an age where people are having all sorts of revelations. Okay? Be careful, be careful. Be a good student of God's word. Make sure that you and I are abiding, abiding in the truth of God's word. So the picture that John is having in mind here is, here are individuals who have made a commitment. Here are individuals who are growing in their walk with God. But here are these individuals also are coming along. Now today they don't really have to come along. We switch our channels on you know, the TV or on our mobiles and we have all sorts of stuff on YouTube and other WhatsApp university forwards. Be careful, be careful. Just because somebody has said something, you know, don't just accept it. Check the scriptures, find out if this is what God's word really says. And that is why John is writing this short epistle, warning them to make sure that they will protect the truth. And that's the responsibility that God has given to us. The book of Jude speaks about it, that we would be faithful in keeping the gospel that has been entrusted to us so that we would be able to pass it on correctly to the next generation. May the Lord find us as individuals who are true to his word, students of his word, careful about the false teachers around us and make sure that we will finish well till the very end. Let's bow our heads in prayer together.